Walter. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the live edition of the Frisco Report. Got Mike with me. We got the the news of the 2020 season. Mike, what's going on, buddy? How are you doing, sir? How are you doing, Joe? We're doing good. So, yeah, man. So, we, we reached the deadline. You know, the franchise tag extension. A lot of teams around the league are going through this, um, you know. I'm the same issues that the Cowboys were, you know, unable to sign star players. But for the Cowboys, you're talking about the franchise quarterback potentially. Let's get right to it, Mike. Are you surprised a long-term deal did not get um, hashed out today? I'm very surprised, Joe. There's only there's only quarterbacks in NFL history that's played a season on a tag. Drew Brees did it in 05 with the San Diego Chargers, and Kirk Cousins did it in 16 and 17 with Kirk Cousins. Both of them found new teams. Drew Brees went to New Orleans Saints. Kirk Cousins, as we all know, was with the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, this right here, I mean, history shows. You know, if, if quarterbacks get franchise tag, they play on that, they have a new team next year. So I'm super surprised. Uh, but I don't, Joe, I don't know if you believe this or not. I don't buy the hype that it was just years. Four years, five years. I don't believe that hype, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, uh, um, it, it's what it is. It's what it is. So, you know, we got we got a couple of comments coming in here. Um, we got Eagles trolls in the chat box. <laughs> I don't know why Eagles fans are in college. They love us. They want to be us, I guess. But, man, um, yeah, so no extension. You know, we talk, I talked about it yesterday in my other live stream, and, and here we are. So, Went over the various scenarios. Cowboys wanted the five-year deal, and from what I'm from what I'm reading, Dak Prescott didn't want to deal with any club options, and that's what the Cowboys have in place with the Zeke deal, uh, the Marcus Lawrence deal, uh, Amari Cooper deal, and what that means is, you know, they gave these guys extensions, but they have these little options where they can escape, they can hit that ejection button and get out of the contract. Dak Prescott wants to be locked in. Uh, and not have an ejection button in his contract. So that's why he wanted the four. And, uh, you know, he wants to ball out and, and probably get a bigger contract. Well, you, you know, that four-year deal, you have to think that with McCarthy, you're betting on yourself, right? So I think that's what he wanted. But this is a departure from the Cowboys. You know, they, they've gotten a lot of these deals done before. And uh, this is one that they that they didn't get done for, your you know, the quarterback. What does this say about Dak Prescott's future here, Mike? What's your opinion on that? I, you know, it, it, and it all starts after the Cowboys lost that playoff games uh, against the the LA Rams because he was eligible for a contract extension right after that game because the CBA agreement says fulfill three years, then you're eligible for an extension. So they had till that time in 2019 to get this done. Uh, they were super close. In September, Cowboys felt really great in September about getting that deal done. Dak and his team didn't sign that deal. And here we are now. You know, uh, when Dak signed that franchise tag, Joe, he gave any any leg that he had up away. Uh, because 
it's a win for the Cowboys. They they have their guy at least for another year. For Dak Prescott's future, Joe, how salty is Dak and his team here moving forward in 2021? Can they even trust the Cowboys to even get that extension, even if Dak has 30 to 35 to 40 touchdowns and he goes to a playoff game? Yeah, yeah, there's going to be some collateral damage here between the organization and, uh, you know, the agent. You know, that you, you always hear this this narrative that uh, is it Dak, is it the agent, is it the Cowboys? For me, I've always have said that, that it's the Cowboys. And just you look at the history of the contracts, they all have been last minute. Lawrence, these guys, they got it within days of or the day before. Uh, the franchise tag, but they were able to hash it out. Here with Dak Prescott, you got a different deal here. Now, uh, granted, this is a, a bigger, you know, uh, decision for your Cowboys moving forward. You have a new head coach in place here with Mike McCarthy. Is this the most logical deal for both sides? Is is this more of a, okay, we got Mike McCarthy here. We don't necessarily want to handcuff him to Dak Prescott if this isn't really the guy for his program or maybe – He's not really into him. It, I, I wonder if this kind of protects him from this type of scenario where, oh man, we signed him five years or four years, whatever, and uh, McCarthy just isn't happy with the quarterback play, and we're stuck with the contract. So, what do you think about that, Mike? Do you think this is? Do you think uh, Mike McCarthy has a little bit of, of uh, a say in this? I think they do, and I've been on the record for saying this since last year. You are since and, and especially when they signed Mike McCarthy to be the new head coach, right? Let Dak play under a true West Coast system. De- Kellen Moore's going to his second year as an offensive coordinator with a legit offensive minded coach like Mike McCarthy and see where it takes you. That's the gamble. Yes, Dak gambled on himself last year, but the gamble is how do you adapt? Because we know what Jason Garrett offense was. The, the receivers were route limited. A lot of check downs. You know, yes, he aired it out. Pro Football Focus has him rated as one of the best uh, deep passes in the National Football League. But what can you do under a true, everything's open, everything's on the table. How do you read defenses? How do you audible out of things? And that going to his fifth year, learning under Mike McCarthy, I think it's the best case for Dak. And maybe there's nothing sour between Dak's team and, and the Cowboys. They can trust each other in 2021. But I think this scenario this year is the perfect example. Because you don't, Mike. What if Mike? What if he doesn't play well in Mike McCarthy's system? Yeah. And yeah. I, I think I think that's I think that's a really good gamble here, Joe, for both sides. Yeah, I, I'm really, you know, I, I'm not surprised by this by any means. I, it is a like I said, it is a departure from what the Cowboys have done in the past, but. Uh, I think, I think the Cowboys are more in uh, protection mode. Yes, they're gonna make Dak Prescott jump through hoops again. Um, you know, I I, I do uh, I do feel that part of it. You know, because you know anybody that, that is working right now, you bust your butt, and then you go to your boss for, hey man, can you give me a raise? Uh let's go another year of of, of busting your butt, and 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 then we'll talk about a raise. Uh, you know, so from from that point of view. I totally feel it. I myself I tend to feel that way myself with my daytime job. So, you know, you, sometimes you got to take a step back and, and, and look at it from their point of view, from the, the player's point of view. And and I totally feel that. Uh, but, yeah, Mike, I totally agree. You know, um, 
you got to see. You got to see it. Uh, unfortunately, you do have to see it here. You got a new coach. Um, so you got to see it. Thanks, everybody that's in the chat box, the chat room. Appreciate everybody. Skeptical fan. Appreciate you. Dak will ball. Yeah, so Dak Prescott, that's the thing we talked about. Dak Prescott, he has, he really does have the leverage here at the end of the day because he can, uh, he can come out and have a hell of a season. You know, you, you look at the weapons. You know, he had like, what, almost 5,000 yards passing last season with mediocre coaching. Now you get the quarterback whisperer, Mike McCarthy. You get somebody that's going to be able to utilize Tony Pollard, you know, out of the passing game. Maybe use him in the slot, an H-back, this kind of thing. C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Blake Jarwin. And hopefully you get improvements on that offensive line, you know. So it's a risk. It's a risk by the Cowboys because uh, this may get too dang expensive. But, you know, if that press guy gets us to the playoffs, and let's let's knock on wood here that, that the NFL season is able to to go through um, and get all the way to the Super Bowl. All right, guys? That's what we want. Uh, in that case, you know, if he does it, if he gets into the conference game, man, pay the man. All right? Uh, uh, that's that's enough for me, you know. And uh, But you're still going to have that faction of fans, Mike. You know, we talk about this, right? Like, just like with Romo, a lot of people hated him, right? A lot of people loved him. And do you feel that's where Dak is at right now, Mike? You know, there is a, a, a side, and, it, and I think it's with every team. It's just not as glorified yeah. because the Cowboys are so glorified. Whether it's any network, any podcast, I mean, anything. Like you, you started, started the show with eagle trolls in the comment section. It's the Cowboys. Everybody wants to keep up with the Cowboys and keep up with the Joneses, matter of fact. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's all about it's, – it's, it's all about – Dak Prescott and his, and his stats at the end of the day. He was in a rookie in a rookie year, Joe. Or not a rookie year. He was at the a contract year, Joe. And let me ask you this. How great do you think he actually played last year? Um you know, he had his moments and that, and that's where the that's where a lot of the argument is coming into place, you know. I just saw Dan Orlovsky, can't stand the analyst, but he's going to break it down from his point of view. Um, you know, as far as, uh, you know, he, he, he struggled against better teams and, you know, uh, the fact was he did, but there, there's the rest of the team, right? There's the defense that fell, the offense, the, the play calling. So that argument to me is a little, uh, it doesn't hold up too much. You know, this is the NFL. It's hard to beat any team on any given Sunday, you always hear about that, but, uh, it's, uh, it's a tough deal, man. It's a tough deal. Cause you know, you're, you're going to have everybody wants to, to paint a narrative and that's just what it is. I, I could paint a narrative to say that, uh, we didn't win because Zeke Elliott was not good last year and I'm going to blame everything on him. I could paint a narrative to say we weren't any good because Amari Cooper didn't play his full potential in some of the games, you know, and, uh, you know, any narrative, anything can be painted. And, uh, and, and excuse me, that's not something I believe I'm just giving examples. Okay. But yeah. uh, that's what it is. Well, can I give you some stats though, Joe, with Dak Prescott in a contract year? Go for Dak, it. Let's, let's Dak Prescott. 
Dak Prescott had four games last year where he threw zero touchdowns. Eagles, week 16. It was also the Patriots game, the Saints game, and the New York Jets game. Uh, we, we can argue the Jets game all day long. Uh, that's the game Amari Cooper, you know, threw uh, himself out of the game because of his leg injury, his ankle injury, whatever was going on there. Um, but the rest of it, you know, Eagles went on. They, they were the better team week 16. They went on and, and went to the playoffs. Obviously, they lost, so it was all for nothing. We got CeeDee Lamb because <laughs> we didn't throw any touchdowns in that game, you know. Uh, but, Rook, you, you – I, I believe if you're in a contract year – you have to ball out. You have to say why, you know, I want this money. There was two games where he just threw one touchdown. And that was that was against uh, the Eagles again and uh, the Bears, where M- Mitchell Trubisky looked like, you know, he was something special. And you, you, we can argue this all day, and I'm not even trying to argue. I'm just throwing some stats out there. I don't yeah. think the Cowboys and Brian Broaddus uh, – put out after the season ended that Jerry Jones was questioning, is Dak really our guy? And that's why I have a hard time with the whole four-year, five-year shenanigans, Joe. Um, Dak, yes, he played great. And he would have had – he had 26 touchdowns going into week 17. He got to 30 because he scored four against the Washington Redskins in week 17. Elite quarterbacks, you look at their – when they're getting paid, they, they've thrown 30 touchdowns somewhere in their career. You know, and I, I think that's why the Cowboys were, were struggling. That's why we are here now, three fifteen Central Time with no with no long time extension. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely an argument on on either side. So, um, at, you know, and you're gonna see it for the next couple of days, weeks, for the rest of the season. Um, shout out to Flat Matrix. We appreciate the donation, man. Appreciate everybody in the comments. Uh, let us know. You know, um, is there gonna be problems here for the Cowboys in the future. Are they going to let him walk? Are they going to franchise tag him again? Now, that is the other option. This could be drama 2.0. Okay, let's say Dak Prescott does ball out, has an amazing season, and the Cowboys franchise tag him again. Okay, we could be here all over again. How much would Dak get paid? $37.7 million. That's a lot of money. So Dak wins in this scenario again. Okay, they can go again the third year and franchise tag him a third time if they want. But at this point, all these tags are getting exponentially bigger and bigger. And you're talking, you know, big time money. So what's your gut feeling on on what might happen here, Mike? Do you think that uh, this could be hashed up after 2020? Or do you think that that is another option that they might pull out their butt? (laughs) I I don't know. Because 37... If they're straight, Jane Slater reported that there's 33 to 35 million dollar offer on the table. Yeah. Okay. In NFL terms, two million dollars is a lot of money on the cap. Okay. And and that two million dollars could shy them away. Dak could potentially don't don't hang me for this, guys. He could potentially be playing for another team if they can't get that long term extension done. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely. Um... It's definitely a conversation that we're going to have. And like I said in my stream last night, get ready for the Aaron Rodgers conversation. All right. Aaron Rodgers is not getting along with the coach over there. There's a relationship with Mike McCarthy. And like I said, I'm not advocating this, but uh, it's going to be a storyline. It's going to rear its ugly head. And um, especially 
especially if there are issues with with the uh, offense and the Cowboys not playing well. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Mike McCarthy did draft a quarterback, Ben DiNucci. You know, um, he has potential, but still raw. Um, a late round pick. You know, you, you these are plays that you have to groom, right? And you have Andy Dalton. That's not somebody you want to go with long term. So for the Cowboys, they have a lot of choices on the table themselves. But, uh, you know, we, we've gone through this before, guys. If, if you don't have a legitimate quarterback, <laughs> then um, you're, you're going to be wasting a lot of these players, uh, you know, careers. You know, we, we saw the Cowboys waste a career of, uh, of Des Bryant, of um, Flozo Adams, love tackle. Uh, I mean, just the list goes on and on. You go all the way back. Dexter Coakley, heck of a, of a linebacker. Uh, that win. Uh, you know, you just have a lot of good players, and, and the quarterback play. You can't get you can't get over the hump. You know, you can't you can't mess with the quarterback position. So, you know, that they, they really gotta think this out moving forward. But Mike, the good thing is we do have them for 2020. Okay, and. You know, you have to be excited about Mike McCarthy, Kellen Moore, and all the weapons that, that we just, uh, you know, threw out there. I mean, if you can't get things going with Mike McCarthy and these weapons, then yeah, then there, there's a, there's a, there's going to be a problem there. But uh, I, I don't think that'll that'll be the issue. One thing, Joe, because a lot of people talk about, well, Jimmy G got his bag when he didn't deserve it. Kirk Cousins got his bag when he didn't deserve it. Well. Um, you know, Kirk Cousins got franchise tag two years, then got his back. You know, you, we can argue this all day. Kirk yeah. Cousins just just took a, uh, a pay cut. Garoppolo was in the Super Bowl. Uh, went, when has the Philadelphia Eagles really done anything, right? Patrick Mahomes just won his Super Bowl. And then Jared Goff, the Rams just lost their turnover this year. They just lost a lot of great players because of signing Jared Goff the way they did. Um I think the Cowboys look at that and say, all right, because we don't even know what the salary cap is going to be for next year. With, with the COVID stuff, with no fans, that's a lot of revenue hit on the cap for next year, Joe. So I, th I think there's way more things than, that play in this than, like I said, the four- to five-year extension agreement. Yeah. Now, for the Cowboys' point of view, as far as uh, player acquisition for this season, this, this does kind of handcuff you because – you are, you did write this check, Dak did sign this contract, so we're on the books for $31.4 million. We don't have much room left to make um, any sizable acquisitions. You know, the the this basically kills any Jamal Adams uh, dreams, okay? Unless you want to manipulate and cut some players. And I'm talking about players that you really can't cut, but... That, that dream is probably over for, for those faction of fans that want Jamal Adams here. That's over. Okay, you, this 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 franchise pack and no long-term extension, it kills that. Okay. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, I know some, some fans wanted him on here. Um, what's he looking for? He said maybe $9 to $10 million. The Cowboys might be able to, to massage that and, and get a player of that caliber in here. But other than that, you know... Um, you know, you, you don't expect any any big blockbuster trades out there. You know? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because it, 
it, Dak's not locked mm -hmm. up, so there's no guarantee at the quarterback position. I don't want to bring Andy Dalton into this. He already said he knows his place. He's backing up Dak Prescott. But he also said for this year. We could talk about that later on, maybe next offseason, right? But um, I don't know. You can't – the draft equity at this point in time and how big the draft is, it's important. Yes, the NFL wants teams to go make big splashes and trade this and trade that. But if you want a legit football team for the future and now, you got to be smart with the, how you allocate draft picks. So. No. Uh, Flat Matrix has a great comment here. Do or die for Dak. Must win the NFC East and go deep in the playoffs. Boom. You know, I, I think that hits it right on the head. You know, as much leeway as we gave Garrett, you know, as this is a you're on the hot seat, do or die, get us to the conference championship or you're out of here. He couldn't do it. He's out of here. Dak Prescott, right? Yeah, um, for sure. You know, this, this is a... Uh, it is do or die. This is a great comment. You you definitely have to win the NFC East, and you do need to get past the divisional round. No more of this divisional round and getting knocked out business. You know, let's go in here and, and dominate, and um, let's put fear into teams again. Like, it's it's been decades that the Cowboys haven't done that. We spent 10 years under Garrett, mediocrity, um, two finesse, unprepared teams, Teams that you knew, okay, when Garrett had a team in the playoffs, in the back of your head, you were like, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we, you know, bumble this up, right? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if the defense took a crap. Like, look at that Rams game. When we played the Rams, I I don't know, man. In, in the back of my mind, I'm just like, I love that we're in the playoffs, but uh, – I knew that, that, that Garrett wasn't going to have uh, have the chops to take that game over there in, in L.A. with the Rams. I knew it wasn't going to happen. And as a, as a fan, you want to have that uh, that confidence, man. You know what I mean? I mean, that. Yeah. when was the last time as a Cowboys fan you had legit confidence that we're going to beat this team, we're going to beat you, we're going to hit you in the mouth and beat the crap out of you? It was, For me, it's been a long 2007. Time. 2007 when they went to Cabo. <laughs> oh, I believed we we're going to beat those Giants, man. That was a heartbreaker. That, yeah. that, was, that was one of the worst losses. And and, um, and that was more of uh, <laughs> more of the same, you know, more of the accountability. And they would talk about that. We want to be winning. We want to hold people accountable, this and that. But at the end of the day, they wouldn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, that is the news of the day, Mike. The uh, Dak Prescott. Long-term extension didn't happen. $31.4 million. And I agree. I'm looking at the comments here. Let's see what everybody's got going on here. We got one here, Giants. But you guys haven't been deep in the playoffs for 25 years. Hoping that could do something that only Aikman did the last 25 years seems to be unfair. Um, You know, it's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. It, it, it's 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 expectation versus reality, right? We, Dak Prescott fell to our lap in the in the fourth round. He came out in 2016. We know what happened that year. Then he kind of got stale uh, last couple of years, and we know what happened last year. Yeah. This year's a bit different. We have a new head coach who has probably one of the best winning records, right up to, next to Andy Reid, right? Uh, he, he's a Super Bowl winner. 
you know, and, and Dak, we know what he can do at a high level. The problem is how can we get him there consistently to get to that Super Bowl? I'm not, I'm not comparing to Aitman. I'm not uh, comparing him to Staubach. I want Dak to be Dak. I want Dak to be his own element. Where when, when you talk about, you know, Dak, it's like, oh, yeah, he was way different than Aikman and Staubach and, and all these other Romo. You know what I mean? I want him to have his own stamp. And yeah, it's not it, it's the expectation as a Cowboys fan um, of, of setting the bar high because we're, we're the number one franchise in the world. The expectations automatically there. Yeah. And and, and, I, and I, I don't think you're right. It's unfair to do that. But I think as Cowboy fans, we want Dak to have his own element, his own legacy, not comparing him to other people at all, because that's not fair at all. Um, but it's time for Dak to take that next step. New head coach, same offensive coordinator, legit weapons, and the defense, in my opinion, is going to be a lot better than when it was probably the past 10 years. So I, I think Dak has a legitimate shot to write his own legacy, and it's time for him to do it right now. Yeah, they, they really do have – for Dak, like I said, um, he still has all the leverage here. He, he's got better weapons. He's got a better, you know, uh, offensive-minded coach here. And um, you have to think that, like, like you said, the defense is going to be better. You know, I, I feel good what they did in the middle of that defense. Gallimore, bringing in McCoy, Poe can give you some some good plays here and there, and uh, and hopefully they can get something out of Tristan Hill. But that middle of the, that defense is really what's going to really let your your linebackers really roam and feast. You know, the Wolf Hunter's going to be back. Jalen Smith with that speed, sideline to sideline. Um, they're going to be able to eat. You know, we're, they're not going to get blown up at the second level anymore. We, we, that's what we need in mind. We talk, we keep talking about needing the, the Baconators. We finally Baconators. got them. And can you imagine what these linebackers are going to do now that we do have Baconators? I mean, they were already really, really good with this weak inside of the defense. Now you bolster it. We might be looking at two all pros, two pro bowlers right there with, with uh, LVE and Jalen Smith. Um, I, I really do feel that. I really do feel that. Carolina Cowboy has got a good comment here. Ridiculous to put that standard on back. Deep run in the playoffs, or that's it. When the Cowboys never got that far with Romo, but Romo got his money with one playoff win. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I can definitely hear, you know, that side of it as well. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, it is, you know, it, it's all about the star right here. It's one of the most recognized franchises, like you said, Mike. And uh, whether it's fair or not, it, it really is the, the expectations of a storied franchise. You know, talk about the Cowboys. You talk about the New York Yankees, the L.A. Lakers. Um these types of organizations that that uh, that um, they're just the biggest organizations out there. They're the teams that everybody loves to hate. Everybody loves to hate the Yankees. Everybody loves to hate the Lakers, and everybody loves to hate the Cowboys. So it's it's because we like to win, you know. And then uh, is it is it the fans? You know that the our expectations are too high. Well, it's you know it's it's what we want, you know. I don't know. It's that's uh, it's hard to say. I, I I get Carolina Cowboys comment, Joe. I do, yeah. but at the end of the day, and he and he brought up Romo's contract, right? 
And that's why Romo was so divided. You know what I'm saying? It's because a lot of people loved Romo and a lot of people hated Romo. It's almost the same boat, except the difference is Romo got his money. And what did it amount to? (laughs) Nothing. And do the Cowboys want to repeat that mistake again? You know, are they? And and the question that only the Cowboys know, and I'm talking about Stephen, Jerry, and, and Will McClay, is are they truly sold on Dak Prescott? That is the question, because if they were truly sold on them, the deal would have been done after that L.A. Rams playoff game. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. That, that, that is a legitimate, a legitimate argument. You know, take, take out, uh, you know, whether you love or hate them. At the, at the end of the day, it's uh, the Cowboys are making this decision. It's not the fans. If it was the fans' decision and there was a vote, they probably would want to get this just out of the way and get it done with. But, um. Stephen Jones, I think, is really the one that, that is steering this. And, uh, oh, yeah. You know, Jerry Jones is getting up there in age. I mean, he's creeping up, and I don't even know what he is now. He's probably, what, like 89 or 90? I, I don't know. He's up there. But we've already seen kind of like this passing of the torch with the contracts. He's, he's given a lot of that, almost all of it, too. 77. Yeah. 77, right? So that that is getting up there. You know, and, and you can see him kind of definitely passing the torch to Stephen Jones and uh, Stephen Jones working with Will McClay. I think this is somebody that you have to to really nail down, you know, um, in the Cowboys organization is, is Will McClay. Um, especially with, with a lot of the things that the NFL is doing now to, to get, uh, you know, promotions and, and that kind of thing to to front office uh, opportunities and that kind of thing, they have to be careful because uh, Will McClay, if a, a good enough... I'm not sure I understand. If a good enough position comes up, you know, maybe he'll he'll want to take that position. You know, what, what if the Texans come out of here and say, hey, we're, we're, we're tired of letting uh, Bill O'Brien screw up our trades and make all these mismanaged uh, decisions? We're going to pay Will McClay a bunch of money and bring them here to the Texans, you know, and the Cowboys don't have anybody in place. They don't have somebody in, in the wings that could take over Will McClay. So that's somebody that they really got to watch out for, you know, moving forward. But uh, what is your feeling on, on this, Mike? If, if the season is affected by COVID, right? If there's a shortened season, how do you, how do you evaluate that again do you do the franchise tag again i almost feel that you like you would be compelled to do another franchise tag if there's some sort of uh, you know issue with the season where it doesn't go all the way through you know and uh, it's shortened maybe it's even stopped i think that really you know can really put a lot of teams in a bind but what do you think about that mike that's a really good question joe really good question and i think um you have you would have to franchise tag him again because did you get a good look at Dak Prescott? I, I think if it's more than ten games, running on the you know ten to twelve games, I, I and they really like him, they like what he did in those ten or twelve games, then I think they'll extend him. But if it's six games, there's no way they'll extend him because if they didn't believe in him right now to give him the contract extension, I don't think six games is going to change their mind. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. So let, let's hope everybody, let, let's knock on wood, everybody, in unison, let's go. Let's knock on that wood. 
Yeah, we got to get through this stuff, man. This stuff is just ravaging the whole country. And um, I just don't want football to be to be bothered, you know. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I talked about this yesterday, Mike. I talked about the NBA, right? Um, these guys are getting the squads up their nose to, up to 20 times. And, and their season has yet to start. They don't start until, what, the end of July? Something like that, yeah. We got training camp approaching, too, here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so, the, yeah, the training camp for the Cowboys is coming up. And um, we're probably going to see this type of issue as well, where they're getting constantly nasal swabbed. And I, I, I really do worry about, you know, nasal infections or some sort of problem coming from this where you get sidelined with some sort of infection. Um, so I think depth is something that, that the Cowboys have really done well. You know, in the offseason, you do have uh, Andy Dalton. We know Ezekiel Elliott already got COVID, so he has the antigens, so the antibodies. So in theory... He shouldn't get knocked out of the season, you know, but but uh, you're, you're kind of seeing people here and there saying that they're getting uh, positive tests later down down the line. So I don't know. We'll see how this thing plays out, how it affects the season. But we do know one thing that Prescott is here. Thirty one point four million dollars. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Jane Slater just tweeted out 25 seconds ago. I'm told quarterback Dak Prescott was involved at the last minute. Uh, in efforts to get a long-term deal done, but up against the 3 p.m. deadline, um, there was no deal in place. So Dak Prescott kind of pushed his agent aside there and said, hey, what, what are we doing here? Let, let's get something done. Um, so maybe there's, it's not as salty as this might play out, but Dak mm-hmm. Prescott did how to get involved. And again, it makes sense to me that Dak Prescott's getting involved here. It takes two sides to tangle. How many mm-hmm. offers did came out that Cowboys offered Dak's team a contract and nothing was done. It was immediate turned down. And uh, it's a shame Dak Prescott had to get involved. You know, it's what he pays an agent for. Um, but here we are now. Like you said, he's on the 31.4 franchise tag. And and, and that's an interesting uh, tidbit there from Jane Slater. Shout out to her. She's my favorite, uh, you know, reporter for the Cowboys, you know, you're not going to get clickbaited with, with some of these other, you know, quote reporters out there. So James Slater, thank you for that bit of news. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I'm not surprised, you know, we, we did hear that about the Marcus Lawrence where he said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to pick up the phone and talk to Steven or Jerry. Right. And they, they got that deal done. The Marcus Lawrence got paid and, you know, you're seeing these numbers increase. So in another season or two that the Marcus Lawrence deal, is going to look really good on paper. It's going to be some savings for the Cowboys. Um, but for Dak Prescott, the potential to really earn a lot of money is up there. You know, you have the Sean Watson. He's going to be up for a contract coming up here. Uh, Lamar Jackson, big trust. <laughs> He's going to be up for contract. And, uh, and even Josh Allen, you know, uh, from the Buffalo Bills. So, there's going to be more of these big contracts coming up, you know, and I'm sure these other quarterbacks are going to have similar types of issues, but I really don't see it, you know, with uh, Lamar Jackson, you have him there. He's been working with, uh, with the coach there um, for a couple of seasons now. So there's not a new administration there that he has to deal with. So Lamar Jackson, I expect another big contract and uh, Deshaun Watson, 
Um, I expect a, a big contract from him as well. He he might get something crazy big because <laughs> Bill O'Brien is there making these crazy deals. He might <laughs> fuck those eyes out and come out with a $50 million contract. You so, never know with Bill O'Brien, right? Yeah, you never know. And and that's what what this this deal is. It's a the you got to watch yourself with the market because these agents and quarterbacks they're looking at this market. They want to get fair market value. They're not going to come out here and say, "Hey, uh, you just give me the minimum," you know. And I understand that some of these older star quarterbacks, like a Drew Brees or Tom Brady, they don't—they're not of that type of. Uh, uh, thinking but th- this is a different era this is a different era of player you're getting you know you're, you when you talk about breeze and and uh philip rivers and these guys these guys were born in a different age just the thinking and and things like that and you're getting different uh, you know as this thing goes on you're getting different eras of uh of ideas you know yeah. of, of what you want and uh more and we see more and more of this you know it's it's, it's not something that's really going to ever go away you know everybody wants to get that that cheddar yeah and let me ask you this joe so cowboys went on an, an extension oh thank you thank you appreciate that thank you lavelle appreciate that man um so you know cowboys went on this extension spree right jalen smith demarcus lawrence um you know lyle, kind of, collins. lyle collins went on this extension spree right did that save any type of culture in the locker room because now players are looking like, Oh crap, Cowboys didn't pay this man. We believe he's a baller or is it, Hey, we got paid. Let's calm down here. Dak will get his bread. Right. So how, how does the locker room balance this? Because guys got paid and their franchise quarterback did. Hmm. Yeah. And I, for me, I don't think it'll, it'll affect it. Because I think a lot of this is, uh, I think the quarterback position is that that one position that uh, it, it is a lot different. This, this you uh, you sink or swim with your quarterback, right? And I think the players that have been there, you know, Cooper, uh, you, that offensive line, Zach Martin, and these guys, they know what they have. Because Tyron Smith, they know what they're blocking for. They know that they, they give Dak Prescott enough time. They give him that extra two seconds. When you draft a player like Zach Martin, you get the extra two seconds of blocking, like Jerry Jones talked about. He's able to dissect it and make make moves. Okay, mobile quarterback, durable. Um, he he has a lot of upside still, you know, because I you know, I don't feel that that he has plateaued. I don't feel that Dak Prescott has hit his ceiling yet. I think uh, there's still some untapped potential there, and I think this is really where you're going to see. The quarterback whispering of Mike McCarthy really elevate this more, and the potential to to really uh, up that number for Dak Prescott is it's it's in his favor. Like I said, he has a lot of leverage in this. You know, if he, if he balls out and, and we we all do expect that he will, then uh, that that number will go up for sure. That's a great answer, Joe, and and I don't think it will cause a concern in the locker room. Because you have a lot of leaders in there, but, you know, talk is cheap. You know, leaders have to go out there and play to a standard of a, of a captain patch role, right? And uh, you know, I don't know. It's pretty interesting it, It's it, because, I mean, Dak really believed that the, stick, the extension would have been done, you know, a long time ago. 
And uh, and here we are now. Uh, Dak's brother just tweeted that, you know, that there's a reason why he wasn't a Cowboys fan uh, growing up. And when they when they drafted Dak, he became a little more of a fan. But who knows how much longer he'll be cheering for him. And that's Dak Prescott's brother. So family's already not liking the Cowboys. Will that wear off on Dak? You know what I mean? But I'm not going to get tied into uh, a grown man's – like if my brother was playing in the league, I wouldn't tweet something out like this at all. Um, yeah. Because yeah. it's not it's not my place. It's not my business. I'm not playing football. You know what I mean? Um, but, I mean, will, will family have any say-so in this, Joe? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, family will always be in the ear of somebody, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, hey, you need to – you need to ask for more money or hold out or, you know, go ahead and just see if they'll let you walk or ask for a trade. I mean, you're definitely going to have those advisors, whether it's your agent, whether it's a family member that you trust. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that relationship with this brother is pretty close. You know, Dak Prescott did lose a brother here in the offseason, yeah. tragically. So, um, man, I, I expect Dak to do well, man. I mean, he, he puts it on the line for the Cowboys. You know, he uh, dedicates a lot of his games to his mother. I'm pretty sure this season will be for his brother and um, his brother that passed away. And uh, it's going to be good. I think we're going to see fireworks, guys. I'm not really worried about it. I know a lot of us are kind of breaking down what this means, what can happen. Um, and, 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 And it is, you know. So another tweet by, by Jane Slater to follow up on the first one that I quoted from her. Uh, she said the deal included a $50 million signing bonus and $70 million over the first two years. I'm told Dak Prescott wanted this deal to get done, but it was too late. The deadline hit. This is sounding more like a, a bumbling from the agents. From the yes. last two tweets that, that Jane Slater has put out, this sounds a little bit like a bumbling by the agent. Um. We'll see. I uh, and if that's the case, could Dak Prescott be firing his agent here in the next couple of hours or in the next couple of days? It'll be interesting because that that definitely doesn't sound good, right there. No, not at all. And I, I think the agent played a, a role in this. I mean, and and this is what agents do for players, right? They charge them a crap ton of money to to represent them. But you look at I go back to Demarcus Lawrence when his agent was like throwing this big fit and told Demarcus Lawrence to tell the Cowboys trade me. Remember that? Yeah. And and Demarcus Lawrence like I don't want to be traded. Demarcus Lawrence talked to the Jones family and got the deal done. Yeah. Agents need to know their place. They're there. They're they're there to represent a player, not to tell them what to do in life. Because at the end of the day, they're going to get paid. They're going to take monies from these players that they're representing anyway. So yeah. mind your business, put in your mouthpiece, and get to work for these guys. That, that's definitely what this is sounding like. I mean, those two, that's, uh, that's interesting. You know, and, and even going back to, to Zeke, you know, Rocky Arsenal and Marshall Falk meddling in there. You know, like, get out of here, Marshall. You're not even a – Marshall Falk and Kurt Warner are the biggest Cowboys haters, and then this guy who wants to get involved with Zeke. That drove me nuts, man. Yeah. And I know Zeke is a fan of Marshall Falk, but man, I can't stand when when these analysts, they're super, super biased. And Kurt Warner is definitely one of the worst ones of them. (laughs) And Marshall Falk, you know. Yeah. 
it's a shame, you know, and if Dak wanted that deal done, but it was too late, that's crazy. You know, we could be talking about something different, Um, but, you know, but he can grow that money even more, you know, uh, with with a a great year under Mike McCarthy and and Kellen Moore. I I really think Dak, to gamble, this is where you want to gamble because that 70 million in two years could be now easily 90 million in two years. You know, that $50 million signing bonus could be, I don't know, $60 million signing bonus now. Now's the time to go out there and go ball and fire your agent. That's just my take. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like we're going to probably be hearing some more news from this agent thing. Uh, you know, Dak Prescott want to get involved here at the last minute. Um, it's too bad that this thing looked like it, it came down to the 25th hour, like I said, so. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, am I surprised? No, uh, not surprised at all. Uh, you know, this is people forget. This isn't a family owned business. This is the National Football League. And it's probably one of the biggest businesses in the world. And some things just happen that you like. And there's stuff like this that a lot of fans don't like, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's for sure. You know, and um I expect Dak Prescott to continue to be professional. He hasn't shown anything otherwise. So, you know, I know that, you know, some people might might think that he's gonna hold a grudge or whatever, but if he wanted to do that, I think he would have, you know, skipped a lot of the off season stuff and not signed that franchise tag. I mean that that was the talk before this was was he is he is Dak Prescott gonna sign the franchise tag? Yeah. Is he going to demand some sort of trade? He didn't go that route. He went ahead on good faith and said, I'm going to sign this franchise tag. And uh, we're going to go from there. So that's where we're at, guys. Dak Prescott, 2020 season, franchise tag. And uh, that's that's where we're at, guys. But, Mike, I think that's it for this live edition post-deadline contract talk for Dak Prescott. Any final thoughts before we cut out? No, no, but there's going to be a war with anti-Dax and pro-Dax. And, uh, uh, you know, guys, take it easy. He's still your quarterback at the end of the day. There's nothing to argue about. You know, I I was the anti-Dax running a marathon trying to argue points, but at the end of the day, it's pointless. And and I quit doing that. Um, But he's your quarterback for the 2020 season. Don't wish bad on him because it's your freaking football team. (laughs) It's the Dallas Cowboys. I want Dak to exceed. I want him to get a bigger bread basket than, you know, that $50 million sign-on bonus. You know what I mean? And he's going to do it, and I think he will do it next year. Um, but let's go Let's go win a Super Bowl on a franchise tag quarterback. Well said. You know, well said. That's where we're at. Um, and that's it. You know, Dak Prescott will be the quarterback. Let's, let's, let's stay positive about the weapons we have, and you have to feel good about the NFC East. You know, you have a Washington football team that doesn't even have uh, their act together <laughs> on and off the field. The Eagles, uh, Giants, uh, you got to feel good about it. You got to feel good about it, guys. But, um, Mike, let everybody know where they can find you if they haven't already. Absolutely. Dallas Cowboy Football News right here on YouTube. Uh, Dallas Cowboy Football News on Facebook. DCF News 1 on Twitter, guys. Give me a mention, give me a DM, give me a comment, whatever it takes to get that conversation started. But you have to start it. Thanks for having me, Joe.
Yeah, that, and that's what it is. We appreciate you guys checking out the Frisco Report, our live edition of the Dak Prescott deadline. So uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, um, the Frisco Report, and that's at the Frisco Report. And you can hit up www.thefriscoreport.com. We have merch there, and we have all sorts of uh, information there, Cowboys draft information, the schedule, uh, links to Michael's YouTube page and mine, Cowboys blog. Um, but that's it, guys. We appreciate everybody that jumped on here on the live stream. Appreciate everybody, all the donations, all my members. We do appreciate that. If you catch this on the replay, leave your comments. What do you think about the extension? Are you surprised? Are you upset, disappointed? Are you pumped about the 2020 season with Dak Prescott and all these weapons? Let us know in the comments, and we'll catch you for the next one, guys. Peace out, everybody. Peace.